Welcome back everyone to another video of Disney Co. In The Note. This is episode seven and today we are going to discuss Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone chapter seven. Um, the Great Hall is, is what we're going to be focusing on today in Hogwarts Castle. We will talk about a universal spotlight, Warner Brothers Studio Tour, and more. I am Bruce Beal, owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, and today I am joined by Disney Co. In The Know contributors, Stephen. Hey, everyone. And Jake. Hello. And Hannah. Hey, y'all. Guys, it is good to have you all back. I am excited to be talking more about Harry Potter and Universal. But before we begin, I want to say that this video is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts who help plan your family's perfect vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. As always, our services are of no cost to you. Visit us on the web at www.407vacations.com. And to stay in the know, visit our blog page at www.407vacations.com backslash in the know. All right, guys, um, now that we have those formalities out of the way, let's get to our 60-second recap of Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So let me get the timer set up here. Um, talk amongst yourselves. Um, I'm just kidding, guys. I got it up here. Um, give me one moment. All right. Does everyone see the timer? Yes. We're good to yep. go. All right, Jake, the 60-second recap has fallen to you this week. So good luck. Give us lots of details, and let's begin in three, two, one. All right. So the students are greeted by Professor McGonagall. Uh, she takes them to the chamber to await the sorting. Uh, she explains the process to them briefly. Uh, while they're there, they meet all the ghosts flying in. Then they go into the hall. Uh, the Sorting Hat sings its song to describe the sorting process. Then they are sorted in alphabetical order. We see uh, Hermione goes to Gryffindor, Neville goes to Gryffindor, Malfoy into Slytherin, then Harry and Ron both go into uh, Gryffindor, and Harry has his little uh, discussion with the hat about Gryffindor, Slytherin, which one he's going to be in, but it ends up being Gryffindor. Then uh, Dumbledore speaks a few words before the feast. He says, Nitwit, Blubber, Oddment, and Tweak. Then uh, they have the feast. They meet nearly headless Nick. We Ten see seconds! <laughs> we see Snape. Uh, Harry's scar hurts. Um, Dumbledore tells him the rules. The quarter is out of bounds. The sorting hat. Two. Sing the school song. One. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, good attempt at recapping this story, or excuse me, the chapter in 60 seconds. Stephen, Hannah, what do you have to add to Jake's uh, really well done recap? Jake, you covered quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything, nothing really stands out to me that like. I would just say near the end of the chapter, after the uh, Fred and George Weasley finally finished the house song, um, on their way back to the tower, they run into Peeves. And then going in and, and laying down into bed, the chapter kind of ends with Harry having a bit of a nightmare with Malfoy and Snape. and. Um, high-pitched laugh and a, and a green light. But other than that, those are the last couple pages of the chapter. There's, there's a lot that you covered there, Jake. I, I, go, go ahead, Jake. I, I can't express how disappointed I am that I didn't get to sing the song. I really wanted to fit that in there. I think I could have probably got it in if I had another 15 seconds or so. Okay, guys. Well, you guys heard it from Jake himself. If he had an additional 15 seconds, he'd sing the song. So let me put 15 seconds back on the timer. 
Um, Jake, are you ready to go? Let's go. All right. Let me put 15 seconds on the timer. Um, I'll give me just one second here. No, I know I'm not gonna. I'm not a good singer, so I'm just gonna sing this fast. Okay. I guess, I'll, I'll tell you here's what. The, twenty seconds. I'll give here's you the question: seconds. What tune are you gonna use? Are you gonna, you know, because everyone sings it on their at their own tune, right? That's part of the song. <laughs> It'll probably be closest to the deleted scene from the fourth movie, just because that's how I think of it in my head. Uh, All right, Jake, I got twenty seconds on the timer. You're gonna sing the Hogwarts song, the anthem that was not included in the movies. So this is also a deleted scene. All right, we're making our own deleted scene here. So Jake, three, two, one. Hogwarts, 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 teach us something, please. Whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees, our heads could do with filling with some interesting stuff for now they're bare and full of air, dead flies and bits of fluff. So teach us things worth knowing, bring back what we forgot. We'll do, the be we'll do our best, just do the rest and learn until our brains are up. <laughs> All right, three seconds remaining. That was good, and Jake, uh, you can carry a tune. Let me turn this timer off. Um, that was impressive. Yeah, good work. I'm glad that fell to you, not me. I don't know about the actual singing, but at least I think I got all the words and stuff. So. <laughs> you did. Um, all right. So one thing I want to mention about this chapter is this is, you know, the first time us as readers and also the students, the first years, are seeing Hogwarts Castle. Um, and you can arrive. Um, Jake, talk about the two ways you can arrive to, to Hogwarts. So one is by boat and the other is? Is by the, uh, the carriages that are pulled by the Thestrals, uh, which most of the students can't see, of course, because they are invisible to anyone who has not witnessed death. Right. And so, and so you can either go by boat or Thestral. And this is the first time that first years are seeing the castle. So for our Universal Spotlight this week, I want to discuss what it was like for you guys to see Hogwarts Castle for the first time at Universal Orlando. Um, this is definitely one of the the best icons or or you know places in a theme park in Orlando. And you know, I still remember the first time that I saw Hogwarts Castle over there at the Wizarding World. And it is you know it's it's to scale. You know it it, it sits up high. Um, and they did that forced perspective, but it looks like, you know, they have the great hall and the towers um, and, you know, it's the queue and the, the attraction of Harry Potter and the forbidden journey. So um, I want to talk a little bit in this spotlight about your guys' experience seeing this building in the theme park. And so Hannah, let's, uh, let's start with you on, on what you think of, of Harry Potter and the forbidden journey as um, more of an icon in the outside facade. I think, I mean, it's just such a magical moment walking, you know, up and seeing it. And I think one of the cool things is you can kind of see it from like further away too, because it is set up high and you're like heading back towards it and there's the castle. And it's just, I feel like you're filled with the sense of awe and wonder that the first years have as they pull up in the boats and it's up there and you're realizing like, I finally made it to Hogwarts. Like I'm here and this is, like it feels real. It feels like you're actually going. They do such a good job. It looks just like it's pictured, just like it's described. Um, it's, they did a phenomenal job with it. And walking up to it, I will never forget that moment because you're just, you feel like you've stepped into the books. And for someone who's such a huge fan, like nothing can beat that. That, that is so true. Jake, what about you? 
yeah, similar, similar kind of experience. You know, you, you're going up to the castle and it's just, it's up there. It's like, you feel like a, a student, you know, you're, you're walking up to Hogwarts. It really is magical. Uh, one of the cool things I thought was like, obviously it's not a full-sized castle, right? But it really looks like it up until you're, you're right there. Like from, from any kind of distance, it looks like it's a whole castle sitting up there and you can see it and everything. It's, it's just so cool. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what about you? Uh, talk a little bit about the photo opportunity there on the bridge as you enter uh, Hogsmeade. Sure. So coming from, I think, the entrance more near the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park entrance, you have that bridge uh, going over the water that really puts you right up close and personal in front of the castle. And that's where you often see people stop along the bridge and take photos and um, really, it's that kind of iconic scene with the castle in the background. Uh, one of the things that I really appreciate, if you come in from the other entrance, um, getting off the Hogwarts Express, is, is really how the park builds up to seeing the castle. Because once you get off the Express, um, you have Hagrid's right on the right. You have some of the shops that you walk through. Um, but then the park kind of leads up to the end, which is the castle. Um, before you go into maybe the Jurassic World. So it's just kind of all this buildup in the Harry Potter world. And then when you finish, you have this grand view of the castle. Um, then you ride the ride and you come back down um, and see the rest of the park again. But it's just amazing how the park really kind of builds up to that photographic moment. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it with that. And the um, just going back real quick about the photo opportunity on the bridge, um, that is I, that is such a well built um, perspective of the castle from Hogsmeade in that bridge, and so many people and families st you know stop there and take their family photos together. And um, you know it, that Hogwarts means so much to so many people, and uh, so many people you know wish that they could go to school there, and being able to see this. Um, in you know real life in, in this perspective is uh, really special and is the highlight of a lot of our clients family vacations over at you know Universal Orlando so um, is there anything else that you guys want to add about seeing the castle seeing Hogwarts in uh, the Wizarding World yeah I think one of the things that makes it also feel so real um, is that a lot of the staff members are dressed like wizards and students and so you feel like you've stepped into the the group of students and you know in in the chapter that we read today harry's like you know out with all the other first years and all of like the upper class students are there um and i feel like you kind of get to share that like seeing all of the employees dressed in their robes you feel like you're a first year student arriving at hogwarts and here's all these people who can show you the ropes and know what's happening because they do that in the park but i think the fact that they're you know dressed to fit the the castle as well is really cool. Yeah, and I think this is such an iconic moment for Harry Potter fans just to compare it. I mean, this is this is pretty much being a Magic Kingdom from a Disney perspective in front of the castle. Um, or for Star Wars fans being able to walk up to the Millennium Falcon um, or even pilot the Millennium Falcon over there at Disney World. So this is just, this is as big as it gets. Um, Gringotts and some of those other areas are fun to take pictures in front of, but this is the iconic scene. That's a, that's a really good point about, you know, bringing in uh, and comparing it over to Galaxy's Edge, Disney's Hollywood Studios, um, and what that means for Star Wars fans. This is definitely that moment um, for Harry Potter fans. And so, I, I think even with all the things going on at the Wizarding World at Universal Orlando, that 
Hogwarts castle and um, being over there and being able to take your photo in front of it is probably the most iconic, um, you know, thing that you can do while you are there. So um, does anyone have anything else they want to mention about Hogwarts castle? All right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, very briefly the Great Hall. So much of chapter seven takes place in the Great Hall as students are being sorted. And I want to discuss the Great Hall in the Warner Brothers studio tour over in uh, London, England. So um, the, the tour at the Warner Brothers studio, you know, really kind of starts off with the Great Hall. And so you kind of get that sense of, oh my gosh, I'm here, I'm doing it, I've come to Hogwarts. And when you, when you first begin your tour, you are seated in a theater um, with a screen and, and an employee comes up and they're talking to you and there's a short, short movie that those who are going on the tour watch. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, the screen, the door screen moves or disappears and you see these two big magnificent doors and um, they open up the doors and your tour begins and it begins in the great hall. And um, when I was there, they had it uh, all dressed up for the Yule ball. So they had all the food, all the Christmas trees, the wreaths, the uh, table um, up front with all the band members outfits and being at the great hall in real life is just it's unbelievable. And it's kind of that iconic moment. Like I've arrived at Hogwarts and to see all the tables and where the headmaster and professor sit is just, it is so cool. But one thing I, I do want to mention about the great hall as a filming location is obviously we know that there's no ceiling um, because it, it is a studio and they had CGI candles. But what I learned on the tour was for the Sorcerer's Stone, they did try lighting and having real candles above all the actors. Um, but because the candles were dripping, um, they decided to go to all CGI. So, um, and, and, and not in disappointing, um, not in a disappointing way at all, but you'd be surprised how much smaller the great hall is in real life, um, compared to what you have built it up in your mind, you know, watching the movies and everything else. So it, I was really surprised that they could fit four long tables in there um, and, and film it. But, um, it is, is definitely worth it. So if you have the opportunity to go to Warner Brothers studio tour to see the great hall, um, and to obviously see the rest of everything that that place has to offer, um, I was so highly suggested. So, um, the, do you guys have any questions or you want to add anything to that? I think it's interesting you mentioned about uh, how small it seems. I, I think that's something you can almost notice in the movies as they get older. Like when they're little kids in there, it seems a lot bigger. But by the end, when they're like full grown adults, you're like, that doesn't look nearly as big as it uh, used to. Like <laughs> those four tables look uh, all look pretty close. So I think you can you can tell a little bit, but that's really interesting to hear from uh, from actually going there. I loved your story about the the candles, and that totally makes sense why they had to CGI them. Um, did they talk about like that at all, like with the ceiling? Because in the in the movies the, or in the movies and the books, the ceiling is enchanted to match the weather outside. So, like in the studio tour, did they talk about like how they did that, or was it just did they just say that it was the computer generation and kind of move on? 
Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Uh, from what I recall, um, which doesn't mean that it wasn't mentioned by any of the tour guides in the Great Hall, um, they, they had just mentioned about how they had to, you know, use CGI instead of real candles. Um, obviously, to project um, the weather and the stormy skies, but also the candles. So, um, but I don't, I don't recall any other, you know, bits of information regarding, regarding the, the ceiling. So, um, but it is, it is a great way to start the tour. Um, Cause I mean, what, what better entrance is there than the, the two big front doors going into the great hall. So um, any, any other things that you guys want to ask for our viewers or listeners before we, before we move on? All right, let's, uh, let's do a would you rather. So, um, Stephen, do, do you have a question to pose for us this week, or Jake? Uh, yeah, so really easy one for, uh, well, not easy to answer, but easy one to come up with for this chapter. Uh, we have the sorting ceremony. Everyone gets sorted into uh, their houses. I know we all have taken different tests and gotten our own houses and stuff, but like, if, it was, if it's up to you to pick a house, which, one, which one's your favorite? That's good. Steven, let's start with you. Well, I would have to go with Slytherin. Um, just like the hat mentions, um, you know, being able to use any type of means to achieve your ends just kind of sounds like a very competitive nature. Um, finding winning is an important thing in life and, and really kind of giving your all and being very cunning. Um, and that sounds very appealing to me. So uh, that's one kind of aspect I like about it. Um, be interesting to see their dorm rooms in the uh, in the dungeons area, and then and then of course the the best character in the book, Snape, leads your house. So I think I'd have to pick Slytherin. <laughs> uh, very good, Hannah. What about you? Which house would you want to choose? I mean, I've got to go with the house that I actually am, and that's a Hufflepuff. Um, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Hufflepuffs are leftovers. Hufflepuffs are the worst. Whatever." Uh, I would disagree with that because I feel like Hufflepuffs are built on kindness and loyalty and trust. And like, those are to me really important things just in like the hallmark of any, you know, friendship relationship, just being a person, you know, and relying on others. And you never get to see like Harry never visits the Hufflepuff common room. He never goes in. So you never get to see that described or hear that in any of the, you know, the movies, the books, whatever. So I think it would be really cool to get to go there. Um, for people who were on uh, Pottermore um, back before it switched to the, the Wide Wizarding World, um, J.K. Rowling, once you got sorted into Hufflepuff, had this whole letter and explained the, you know, had pictures and descriptions, and it was just so cool. And it just seems like such a warm and welcoming place and very friendly, and that's where I would be 100%. Hannah, I would say that your um, sorting into Hufflepuff has never been more accurate. So, um, <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, of all of us, you're definitely the, you know, the most caring and, and you're certainly nice. So I will, I will just say that the sorting hat knows exactly what he's doing. So, uh, Jake, which house would you uh, select to be chosen to? All right. So on different tests I've taken, I've bounced back and forth at times between uh, Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. But if it's up to me, I would choose a Gryffindor. Um, I really like the uh, like the ideals of courage and bravery that it embodies. I feel like those are really important things for life. You know, you can't like back down. You can't be scared. You gotta. Well, when you are scared, you gotta push through. And uh, and I know it's like the generic hero house. Like uh, it's it's 
kind of the boring choice, but uh, but I like it. I think I think that would be where I would want to be. Uh, so Jake, I will say that um, I feel you on. Uh, you know, it feels a little bit too cliche to pick Gryffindor, uh, but I was sort of in a Gryffindor as well, and I do think that that would be the house that I would choose um, to, to be sorted into. And I won't uh, reiterate everything that you said, uh, but I do like the characteristics of those in Gryffindor. So um, I do want to say though that our other uh, contributor and social media manager, Elizabeth, she is a Ravenclaw, and I know for sure that she would pick Ravenclaw. So um, the team is, uh, has somebody in every house. So um, something I think is really interesting that we see in this chapter is Harry talking to the house and saying like, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. I don't want to be in Slytherin. And the, the, sorry, the sorting hat, not the house. Um, and the sorting hat listens to him and puts him where he wants to be. And I think that something that's really interesting is we would all be in the houses that we were sorted into. And so I feel like it kind of, captures that like you know the, that we all embody the qualities but also value them and and that the sorting hat would take that into account which i think is pretty cool so. yes yeah, on that on that note i think it's important that the hat recognizes greatness in harry and he equates that he should be in slytherin because of that so i just want to throw that out there <laughs> steven you had uh you said that you would choose slytherin remind me um is that where you were sorted at Pardamore? Yes. Yeah. I was, that's what I tested into. Okay. So we all chose the houses in which we are sorted. So um, I'm glad we're all satisfied with uh, where we are. So um, really quickly um, in a, in a sentence or two, everyone give me your favorite character from this chapter. I'll start with Steven. Uh, mine's got to be Dumbledore. Um, I liked his opening remarks um, to the school year. And I love that he allowed Fred and George to sing the song at their own pace to a funeral march. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jake, what about you? Yeah, it's, it's the same for me. I mean, Dumbledore is my favorite character from the series. I feel like I've probably mentioned that before uh, on these podcasts, but this is the first time we see him from Harry's perspective. Of course, we saw him in chapter one. Uh, but he, he, we really see that like whimsical side of him with the whole nitwit blubber augment tweak thing. And I just think it's a really good way to introduce him to our main cast of characters. Hannah. I'm going to say Fred and George. Um, you get to see more of their antics as Ron talks about this big test and fighting a troll. And that's not at all what they have to do. And I love just the humor that they add and them singing the song as a funeral march is just on par for them. I love the two of them. So definitely my favorites. Yeah, those are all good, but I have to give my favorite character of this chapter to Hagrid just because no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I, mine is Dumbledore. Um, he's actually spoiler alert, my favorite character in the entire series. Um, but all for the same reasons that, uh, Steven and Jake said. So um, so let's end on our divination segment and Stephen, what do you have for us to look forward to, um, in later chapters, later books, um, coming up? All right. So just kind of one quick thing to keep in mind for the future is, uh, this is kind of our introduction to Snape and the way that we, we see him is that when Harry's looking up at the table and looking at Coral, he does see Snape and kind of makes eye contact. Um, and at that point, Harry's scar starts to burn and starts to hurt. 
and then later on that night, he has a nightmare involving Malfoy and Snape and a high-pitched laugh and a green light. So um, we kind of get this feeling, this ominous feeling that Snape's um, somehow equated with the dark side and kind of associated with this high-pitched laugh and green light, which we know is the murder of Harry's parents. So moving forward, we kind of have this dark mysteriousness about Snape moving forward. And um, that kind of comes into play when he gets accused of trying to steal the stone. So that's something to look forward to moving forward. All right. Thanks, Stephen. So, so guys, is there anything that you want to add about this chapter? Anything universal related before we, uh, before we close up? No, we're good. Okay. All right. Well, very well. Well, Stephen, Jake, Hannah, thanks for a good episode and thanks for joining. I will remind our viewers and listeners to follow us on Facebook at 407 and Beyond Vacation Company and join in on the discussion on our Facebook group, uh, Disney Co. In the Know. And to stay in the know, follow our blog and watch more podcasts at www.407vacations.com backslash in the know. So guys, until chapter eight and episode eight, take care and I'll see you next time. Bye.